Nothing I enjoy more than being a walking contradiction. Now I'm an atheist with a guilty conscience. You are going to be editing overtime this week. Here we are together again with episode 9 of How We Saw It. I'm Mike, and with me as always, the Doug Bradley to my Stephen Collins. The fast zombie to my blue zombie, Aaron. What's happening, everybody? Oh, we got new sound cues. I hope you liked our new intro. Yeah, yeah, I hope everybody likes it. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? So, Aaron, what's keeping you sane? Oh, let's see. Aside from that awesome new cue. Let's see. Today, I listened to, uh, I went back to my 70s AM radio singer-songwriter roots, and I listened to Gordon Lightfoot. You know, I imagine that's not what most people would think of me listening, but uh, I don't know. There's something kind of... uh, Something kind of comforting about it, I think, probably because I remember it from hearing it in the car when I was a little kid, like you know, riding around with my mom or whatever. Uh, mm. So it's got that kind of like old home feel to it. I didn't watch any movies really. This, I mean, I watched like the, some horror stuff, but nothing that really stands out. I'm going to see hot, the new Halloween this weekend, though. So I imagine on the next episode, I will have something to say about that. TV wise, though, I mean, I guess you can count it as TV. It's on Netflix. Now, I'm not talking about Daredevil Season 3, which I will dip into tonight. Right. Uh, I'm talking about the the Haunting of Hill House. Right. We finished it last night, and damn, did I love it. It's not... I don't think it's horror in the strictest sense. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's obviously about a house that has ghosts and all kinds of bad shit happens there, but it's more about, like, the family that's affected because of it, like, mm. from living there. So once you get past that that it's going to focus more on the family dynamic and use the house as kind of like its backdrop uh i I found the show to be a lot more enjoyable that way so yeah i would recommend it the trailer has it's like the kids are talking it's like no fucking kid that age talks like that right exactly i always make kids out to be like way smarter and like I don't know why, like, obviously writers have fucking conversations with people, so I don't understand why they insist on writing sentences that no earthly human being would speak. <laughs> like, it's just nonsensical stuff. Like, nobody talks like that. But, uh, alright, that's that's me. What's been keeping you sane? I got into Project Stream, which is Google's uh, game streaming service. It's in mm-hmm. beta right now, but the game they're betaing is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I'm having a lot of fun. It is you know, right. I just I don't like the scaling difficulty. Like I want to be able to outscale. You want to be able to overpower yeah, yeah. instead of constantly being challenged. I found, like, I won't say that I'm not con- I'm not challenged. I'm definitely challenged with it too when I play. Um, I found that at around where, where are you at level wise? Level nine. Okay, I found around like the ten and eleven mm-hmm. mark that they start giving you better gear. And once you get that better gear and once you start like upgrading the gear and engraving it, once you start dipping into that stuff, um, it makes the huge difference. Like tending to your gear makes the game easier than you Mm. would expect. Mm. Yeah. And the abilities are, I'm just, I'm just not a good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you haven't played an Assassin's Creed game in a while. I don't think. And it's also kind of like a Bloodborne or a, dark souls where you have to know the stats of your character versus the stats of the equipment so i haven't yeah. delved into that enough to be like yeah it's far more involved than mm-hmm. like the early ones were. now another thing that i've been enjoying i tried to 
talk about her in another episode, but it came out all garbled, so I edited it out. But there's a YouTuber by the name of Octavius. She spells Octavius with a the number one instead of I. She is a English YouTuber who does video games, retro games and stuff. But she also talks a lot about mental health and she's very upfront with how she's had struggles and how it's affected her life. She still manages to be hilarious in English, which is always a combo. <laughs> I think I think that's one thing everyone should go listen to and should leave comments on her thing and say, hey, you should go on that podcast, How We Saw It, because she does interviews with <laughs> podcasters, just generally not this small. Well, everybody's got to start somewhere, right, I guess? Right. <laughs> hot take. Uh-oh. This week's hot take is great. And I feel like I can just sit back and listen to Aaron spew out anger. (laughs) As everyone's probably heard, a Saudi journalist who was also a U.S. permanent resident by the name of Jamal Kajanagi was murdered. And among our... Did did you butcher that name? uh, Yes. Yeah. Along with our president and the Saudis denying it, being the Saudis, we also had a very prominent religious evangelical leader give his opinion on the matter. This man is Pat Robertson, the host of the 700 Club, a show I have no fucking clue how it still is on TV, especially because I believe it airs still on a Disney-owned station. So one of the things he says is you don't blow up an international alliance over one person. And we've got an arms deal that everybody wanted a piece of. It's a lot of jobs, a lot of money to come to our coffers. It's not something you blow up, want to blow up willy-nilly. Now, mind you, even Lindsey Graham said we need to sanction the hell out of the Saudis. So have fun. Lindsey Graham. (laughs) Well, I'll start with this first. You mentioned that you have no idea how they're still on the air with a Disney-owned company. Uh, I had this conversation uh, on, I posted something about this on Facebook, like, I don't know, a couple days ago. <clears throat> and somebody said the exact same thing you just said. Uh, that how the hell is this guy still on the air and, you know, whatever. Um, Disney basically views the channel that they're on as like an island unto itself. Mm. Like it's in, they treat it like an infomercial. Gotcha. Like it's, it's so, uh, off their radar that they don't even like, I don't even know if they think it has viewers. Mm. Honestly, I don't even know if it has viewers. (laughs) I imagine there's got to be like 10 people somewhere that are still watching that man slowly deteriorate on film. But, uh, fuck, he's like the crypt keeper, isn't he? Pretty much. Like just, just a vile, repugnant man. And on that note, um, uh, how is that even remotely a Christian viewpoint? I'm not like I'm hot taking, obviously, but like I'm asking you on to chime in on this too. Like, how is that even remotely a Christian viewpoint? Like, from everything that you and I learned from like, you know, birth until we stopped, was that ever something you would have expected to hear? Because it's not anything I ever would have expected to hear. It was such a T ball response he could have done. You know, it's he's a prominent Christian. He could have been like murder is bad 
don't murder. Yeah, it's right in those rules. <laughs> and then expounded on saying it's a complicated situation. We need to pray over it. Instead, he's saying, don't do anything. There's nothing even talking about God in his statements. Why isn't yeah. he saying this is something we need to pray hard over because there's so much at stake with this. We don't know. It's sad that this man's died. Why, why does he not? Instead, he just says, you don't blow up an international alliance over one person. <laughs> in a Muslim country. So we, so we know he's not okay with that portion he was, of it. He was calling for Turkey to get sanctions for their treatment of the one Christian minister. What's good for the goose is not good for yeah. the racist old piece of shit, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't, that's not what I was taught to believe. Like I was taught to believe that money is not more valuable than life. Like I was taught that life was important. Like they talk about it all the time. Like they don't want anybody right. to have an abortion, right? Because life is precious. Uh, unless you're a unless you're a fucking journalist and you happen to die in and most likely at the hands of a of a a country that happens to have a big money arms deal with us why is that okay like like i get that i get that trump's a businessman so he has no fucking ethics whatsoever but jesus that sounds to me like just way more than i was ever expecting right which is probably naive of me to say, but I, I never expected that they would be like, well, we don't want to throw away this arms deal to this country. That's clearly not nice. And, uh, oh yeah, they killed somebody. Hmm. We don't know nothing about No, He said it, he said he didn't do it. You know, it's another one of those, like he went to Putin and said, did you hack those elections? And he said he didn't do it. So now he goes to Saudi Arabia. Did you hack that reporter? Uh, no, he said he didn't do it. So like I I don't know like no inter no like they they were claiming what that it was like an interrogation gone wrong or some shit at one point if you bring a bone saw to an interrogation it has already gone wrong like it, you've already started in the wrong category I guess we got a little sidetracked there and we were supposed to be talking about how Pat Robertson sucks but I don't know I feel like everybody listening anybody that can hear my voice right now like you already know Pat Robertson sucks. Like he's going to die eventually. I don't know when, uh, but you would, you would assume that for somebody who preaches looking forward to the afterlife, he sure is taking a long fucking time getting there. Like, come on, just hop to it already. We'll, we'll be okay without you. We'll do fine. There'll be some other blue haired, big makeup, uh, like, you know, lady that, and her, uh, Jim Baker type husband to fill your spot. Like, it'll be fine. There's so many ins and outs of the political situation with the Saudis that we couldn't even do justice to both sides of the argument. On the basis, I mean, and Trump's doing nothing. President Obama did nothing. President Bush did nothing. President Clinton did nothing. President Bush did nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's no one's ever going to do anything, really, unless they do like the one wrong thing and then it'll be over for everybody. And, I mean, the Saudis have us by the balls with the having the petrol dollar as American dollars. So people are borrowing yeah. tons and buying tons of our currency and that keeps us afloat. Whereas if the Saudis dropped us, China would jump right into it. It'd just be a flip flop there. And depending on 
what yeah. theory of economics you subscribe to, it could be a, something we can get through or something that'll kill us. So, I mean, it's a scary situation. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, that's a big chance to take really. Like, I think the part of it that offended me, the, not that it's all, none of it, not that all of it isn't offensive, like, cause obviously the whole damn situation is offensive, but the, the thing about all of this that offended me the most was Trump's insistence that he had no, like he had no ties to Saudi money, even though he was on film claiming numerous times that he had ties to fucking Saudi money. Like he lies so much that he forgets his own lies. And then his followers lap it up. They do. They do. He's like the he's like the fucking crazy Eddie of politics. Like I've been going to read the Donald subreddit on Reddit so much that Reddit asked me to change my password because they thought it was a stolen account. No <laughs> shit. I don't post or say anything, but right. Apparently, that my browsing. You better habits. get out of there, man. They took notice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hide. <laughs> crap i didn't make a bumper for main topic we need to come oh. up something for that we'll come up with something uh hmm uh, main topic no don't use that cut that <laughs> let's stay it in i fucking cut it i said <laughs> <laughs> fuck it we'll do it live Oh, fuck it, we'll do it live. Yep, there it was. My Bill O'Reilly moment. This week's main topic is great. As I was able to mess around with it enough that I could tie it uniquely to the main purpose of this podcast. As always, the main purpose of this podcast is to explore topics that affect us as humans and as a society and as a community. One of the great things about the community in society is accepting that people will have differing opinions on a range of topics. One thing people get their blood boiling over is pop culture. Just visit any subcultures forum online and you will see that. Within the, the forum, there's different factions that are attacking each other. I would go so far as to say every forum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It could feel like a, a personal attack when someone doesn't like the same thing as you or says something we love sucks. But your love, something in pop culture, so much becomes part of you. It is so hard to hear the criticisms or dislike for it. I've gotten older. I have tried to always keep an open mind and not hate on the things I don't like because I spent a period of my life being that dickhead who was like, pop culture oh, i didn't even know what that person is you know <laughs> you know and i've been around people like that and it just it doesn't lend to expanding your horizons enough to yeah. automatically hate on things now like i hated the gilmore girls i didn't like either of the girls i gave it a fair shake but i can't say you're someone's stupid for liking it because a lot of people liked it i didn't like la la land but a lot of people called it brilliant. A lot of people didn't call it brilliant, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like Twilight, but people were allowed to. I and, saw that in the theater, you know. And on the... And the wow. <laughs> <laughs> my wife made me go. It wasn't, wow. it, wasn't, it wasn't my idea. Shut up. I, I know, I it doesn't, even, it doesn't even sound better. Uh, all right. <laughs> Fucking finish your intro. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, 
On the flip side of this, you can certainly dislike things and let people know. It is not healthy to belittle people about what they like, but sometimes hitting people with criticism enough that they realize that what they like is wrong or um, kind of harmful to the community it tries to represent is important as well. Like Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey was a fan fiction written for Twilight. And it was written in such a way that it hurt the credibility of publishers. Okay. Because there was mistakes in it. There was grammatically incorrect words and statements that made no sense. Right. Well, and there was a lot of people in that, like, I don't, would you, would you call it like the BDSM community? That's what was my next point was. was, That it was, it was inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah. The subculture of human sexuality of BDSM was hurt by it and, brought in a negative light because that's not how bdsm works what she describes in the book is abuse right it's not it's a bdsm book written by somebody who has no idea what bdsm is yeah and the need for people to criticize that and get that information out there helps people who are abusing are viewing abuse as healthy and it's great that there's resources out there throwing this book in the garbage where it belongs. But that's my opinion. <laughs> so I'm not going to make any pe- people feel bad about liking it because I certainly like a lot of books that a lot of people hate because they're fun to read, like Ready Player One. A lot of people hate that book. Really? And a lot of, Yeah, a lot of people hate Ernest on Klein's writing because it's so tropey and so... Well, he suffers from the same thing um, the girl who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey suffers from is that can't write a metaphor to save their lives. Oh, I got gotcha. Their alliteration is horrible, but I still enjoyed the book. Yeah. You know? I've never read the book, but I mean, I saw, I'm going to sound like the idiot here. Like I never read the book, but I saw the movie and uh, <laughs> like, I thought the movie had like a certain charm to it. It didn't blow my fucking doors off, but right. it was, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Isn't that kind of what some movies need to be? Does everything have to be like, an Oscar caliber performance. I mean, I've seen intelligent criticisms of it because it talks about the nostalgia factor of it. It compared that it and stranger things. And it talked about how stranger things is really the only one that gets nostalgia, right? Okay. And by representing it, not as rose tinted glasses, but as the way it was, you know? So I give you that intro so that when I say my next statement, you don't hate me. Stop listening to this podcast. Delete it from your computer. Please don't do that. Because of my next opinion and my first worst movie. And that movie is The Shining. Or, as it should be called, The Shining. Not... Boo! Yes! Yes! <laughs> Stephen King... I'm throwing I'm throwing fucking rotten tomatoes at you right now. Stephen King himself agrees with me. So he talks about how the Jack Torres character arc is not there. Which isn't the reason I don't like it. I, I saw this right. movie way before I ever read the book. I did not like the characters. Now, I will defend it in one way. I've seen a lot of criticism online about Wendy or Shelley Duvall's Wendy. About being just a damsel in distress, but she wasn't. 
She did a great job of portraying a haggard partner in a relationship that she wants to salvage. And she was the one maintaining the hotel, so she was showing strong characteristics there. She stood up to Jack in the beginning and when he started going crazy. And then she hit him with a baseball bat. (laughs) You know, Uh so she's not the damsel in distress type trope. Right. Biggest complaint for the movie to me is Jack Nicholson. Not not only did he miss the character, which I could tell by, I hadn't even read the book yet, but I could tell that it was an incomplete character because it was just Jack Nicholson playing Jack Nicholson. But that's every Jack Nicholson role. No, it's not because Jack Nicholson in Easy Rider, Mm. I felt for his character and was disgusted by his death. Yeah. And one one flew over Kukul's nest. It wasn't Nicholson playing that part. It was Randy McMurphy. You know, he's able and capable of not just being Jack Nicholson. Do you think he became less capable of that as he went on, though? I think these are the roles that characterized who he was. I mean, this, Chinatown, Easy Rider, Cuckoo's Nest, are what melded into that odd Jack Nicholson character we know. And to some extent, I think Departed probably was his best mm. breaking or using of the mold of Jack Nicholson. Right. I will go so far on The Shining to say that the the Kubrick version is a terrible adaptation, just a piss poor adaptation, but it's a good movie. Whereas the TV movie version with uh, Stephen Weber and Rebecca De Mornay, uh, that one is a f- more faithful adaptation, but a piss poor movie. So I've always defended that The Shining deserves a remake. Like an actual remake, like done from the book, like the way they did it and like the way they're doing Pet right. Cemetery. I usually get like blasted for saying this, like because everybody views The Shining as this like masterpiece. And it is as far as like just a standalone movie goes, but it's a shitty adaptation. So I think it should be I think it should be redone. Mm-hmm. Just a just to shut up people like me. <laughs> Although I'm not yeah. really complaining about yeah, the adaptation just... part of it. No, not at all. It's complaining more about and I can see your gripe with with the Nicholson portion of it. Like he definitely hams it up. Like he chews through scenery like he's never eaten before. <laughs> I mean, he starts at nine and goes to eleven, kind of. Yeah. Whereas in the book, he starts at around the four and finally goes to eleven. Yeah, it's a it's a slow burn in the book, and it is anything but a slow mm-hmm. burn in the movie. But again, I think that was Kubrick's fault. <laughs> the, the Simpsons shitting episode got it perfectly, you know. <laughs> right, they had more of a they had more of a slow. Homer decline. had the, was just about the same speed as soon as the beer was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if I do. So, what's your first worst movie? Uh let's see. My first. I'm going to go out of order because my my very first one, I can't give like a full explanation of, no, fuck it. I'll just say it. Uh, I don't like The Omen. I don't particularly know why I don't like The Omen. It bores the hell out of me. I think it was one of those movies uh, where mm-hmm. everybody told me it was fantastic. 
And I absolutely like there was no way it was going to live up to the hype. <laughs> so I hated it completely. Uh, like Gregory Peck's a great actor. I'm not going to say he's not. It's just everything about that movie falls flat to me. Like it's dull <laughs> and I hate looking at that kid's face. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got on The Omen. I just I really dislike it. Uh, I did see the remake. Remember that one? Uh, I saw it at the drive in on opening night and i think we only saw it because it was paired with something else i fell asleep through the majority of the movie but i was awake long enough to see that on a bigger budget hollywood film with the 20 minutes of that movie i saw you could see the boom mic (laughs) there were numerous times in a big budget film that i saw the boom mic and when they when they showed it on tv like when it got brought to cable they they cut the boom mic out so they had caught it, but didn't catch it like originally. <laughs> so, so that movie was a pile of shit. Anyway, what's your second one? Man, I wish you had gone more uh, controversial. <laughs> I, I'm getting there. <laughs> My next pick is The Descent. A lot of people love this movie. A lot of people were horrified by it. It was a movie directed and written by Neil Marshall. Mm-hmm. It follows a group of friends going caving exploring. What's unique about this movie is it stars all women and they're all capable and none of them are really damsels in distress. Right. It's really a great premise for the movie and should have been good for to me, but it misses the mark. I feel like the natural location of the caves was enough to be claustrophobic and scary. And there's a few scenes that mm-hmm. did play that. They fell back onto having jump scares that they didn't earn. And then they showed the monsters way too much and too soon. And also the bickering between the group that led to outright murder could have been anything, any plot you see on a CW teen drama or a reality show. You know, it just, all those parts together missed for me. I know I saw it. I own it. So I must have blind bought it. I didn't hate it, but I don't remember much about it. So it didn't, it obviously didn't leave a huge impact on me. Uh, I remember the overdone jump scares though. Like I remember, because everything's obviously dark. Like there's, there's whole sections of that movie with not a whole lot to see. So to have the monster kind of jump out of that, it was like the obvious, the obvious cheap pop, so to speak. Uh, Let's see. So I guess I'm up next. Mm -hmm. Rosemary's baby. Mm -hmm. I hate that movie so much. It is boring. It is pretentious. And the very first thing I saw about it was that quote from Stephen King saying that the scariest thing about the movie was that you never saw the kid. And uh, I was like, oh, shit. And uh, he was right. He was right. Like, it was the scariest part of the movie was that unsettling. You never saw the kid. But it was like the two hours prior to that that were horrible. Like, I was like, oh, the ending was good for 30 whole seconds. And then the rest of it is just nothing. I don't like Mia Farrow particularly. I know a lot of people love her. Um, She is just not my taste. Uh, It's boring. It's pretentious. Like I said, it's, uh, and it's Polanski. So he's a creepy. I mean, look at us going after the the celebrated directors here. Right? Like we're hitting the, uh, we're hitting the big ones here. (laughs) Yeah, piss off everybody. (laughs) Right? I want to say. You could say that movie has a nice theme now because of the gaslighting in it and how 
Uh, yeah. We're all being gaslighted. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a cautionary tale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should have been paying attention, but I was too bored to pay attention. <laughs> so my next pick is one everyone can agree on. So we can hopefully keep a couple listeners for the next episode. <laughs> and I have chosen a quiet place. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't turn us off. Yeah, turn us off. Just, dude, I almost <laughs> hung up on you. <laughs> Slenderman. You Why saw I it? I do not know. I do not know. Wow. This... Your dedication to shitty horror <laughs> movies is like a marvel. I mean, the me. creepypasta is not only dead, it's been buried and dug up and then buried again. And no one cares anymore. And it's also a very tasteless movie. Because it was done after the attempted murder was done by those teenage girls. Which, did you see the documentary about those two teenage girls? Not yet. Watch the documentary about those two girls, and I guarantee you it'll give you every scare you didn't get in the <laughs> in Slenderman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the movie felt like a disjointed mess. It felt like they took the first draft of the script that someone wrote in two hours on a Coke bender, threw it into the Banksy shredder, and pieced it back together randomly. All right. And then they released that. Why it was even released, I have no clue, because you can't tell me the executives sat and looked at it and said, yeah, we'll make some money. I don't, I didn't know anybody that was looking forward to it. Like, nobody. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, Slender Man. Like, <laughs> I don't know anybody that was like, yeah, fucking Slender Man. Like, it's, it, like you said, like, it was... Jesus, it was like a, you know, it was that weird fucking creepy pasta, and then that game. Remember the game? Mm-hmm. Like, that was fun for I don't know, an hour, an hour or so, maybe. Uh, and then they, the original creators of the meme did a whole YouTube series on it that pretty much is the the Bible on it, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Really do better than that. That was a good, that was a good pick, man. I am, uh, I don't know what to say about you actually seeing that, though. <laughs> i feel like somebody should tell you to be smarter with your money no. i mean it's like saw that i saw um the ring the new ring oh rings yeah, yeah. that one didn't do much for me either oh i was like hey that's the guy from big bang theory i hate big bang theory <laughs> <laughs> very great now you just i hope you didn't lose us listeners with that i hope you gained us listeners with that because that's who we want we want people that don't like big bang theory so my 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 next up is uh, going with the classics again. I don't like Amityville Horror. Mm. Mm. I uh, I find it to be a completely dull movie. If even if you take away the whole shit with like the Warrens and and all of that, it was just such a I don't know. It's just such a it's such a dumb fuck story. Like it it stopped being it stopped being scary sometime like shortly after we all found out that it was probably a hoax. Like once you find out that it's probably a hoax, it ruins any and all mystique to it. Like, and and then you throw in the Warrens, who don't get me wrong, like I love the Conjuring series, and aside from the first Annabelle movie, I like everything in it, in like in the franchise. But you know, the Warrens are obviously not necessarily the most. Uh, let's see, what's the What's the word I'm looking for? Non charlatan <laughs> of, of people. Like they, they, they might be phony as fuck. Like maybe they're not. I don't know. But but I, I would tend to believe from what I've heard that they're they're probably phony as fuck. But they make good movies about them, so that's great. They just didn't make any decent movies in the Amityville 
series. Like the first one, especially, I don't like James Brolin. Uh, Margot Kidder's fine. I like Margot Kidder. But the rest of it is just shit. And the remake with Ryan Reynolds, like I figured of all things, like Ryan Reynolds would make a movie palatable. And he's the only decent part of that movie. The only decent part is Ryan Reynolds. That's it. Did you? I didn't. I think I saw it on DVD first. Yeah, I think I was like refusing to pay money for it because it was Amityville. And then when it hit the when it hit DVD, I was like, oh, it's only two bucks. I'll buy it. Yeah, that was a series that went off the rails, too. It's Amityville 2, you right? have like an incestuous plot. and Yeah, you were telling me about that because I haven't seen more than 10 minutes of that movie. But like, yeah, incest plots and like just like I don't even know anybody that talks about Amityville 2. Like, honestly, I don't know anybody that talks about Amityville, period. Like you hear like you hear people say that the original is a classic, which whatever. And then nobody mentions anything. Like sometimes you'll hear him mention the remake or something. To to, to dad, that one's like Adrian's brother and Rocky. Yes, yeah, that's right. He is, which I thought was kind of weird. It was like Should have the robot. What are you doing there, man? Right? Yeah. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> that was the scariest part of the movie. <laughs> right. The ghost in Amityville Two was just Ivan Drago. I will break you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so fuck Amityville and, you know, probably fuck the Warrens. A movie I did not like was uh, It Follows. You know, I didn't either, so I'm curious to see how you uh, how you uh, explain why you didn't There was like another, it. I hate hype movies, because you build up that, so it's kind of my fault. But then you watch it and it's like, their choices are dumb, the setting is dumb, it's like... We're not going to tell you the time period to make it all. Yeah, to make it kind of ambiguous. Like, did you now when before you went in to see that movie, did people tell you that it reminded them of Halloween? Did you hear that? No. Because I had a bunch of people tell me like, oh, it reminds me of the first Halloween movie. And I was like, oh, shit, Mm. that's high praise. Like, I was like, maybe this will be like a like a throwback kind of old horror and, and it'll be great. No, I didn't like it. It was boring. The pre- I thought the premise was kind of cool, but I thought the delivery of that premise was really dumb. Like, is is like, I don't even remember most of the movie now, but like, is it follows the? Does it have that scene where they're at the pool, yeah. like in the big pool? Like that scene was just dumb. Like, oh, we're just gonna splash water all over it so we see it. Great. Then what are you gonna do? Like, it's this kind of sentient STD. Like, what are you what are you gonna do? You know what? Don't throw water. Throw penicillin at it. Like, I don't know. Be smarter, like you said. Fly to Thailand. Find the yeah. easiest hooker. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then and then and then and then fly home feeling fine. Whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump because I want to save the next one for for farther mm. in. Babadook. Oof, that was my next one. I, I did not, I did not. So our side, so we got we can we can double complain about this one. I, I hated it. God, I hated it so much. Like I don't know if it was because everybody told me how mm. scary it was, or if it was just because. It, no, well, no, it was just because it was bad. Like I mean, the people telling me that it was fantastic didn't help, but it was just it was just bad. Like I think it was unfairly portrayed as a horror movie. Mm. If that you get what I mean, like it wasn't I'm trying to keep it kind of spoiler free in case anybody still hasn't seen it. But when you finally get into the movie, like it's not a horror. It's like it's like a psychological thriller. Right. 
Like there's not there's nothing really supernatural about it per se. It's just I don't I don't know, God. And it was like it was another one that was kind of dull. And uh that fucking kid. Oh god. That that kid. Just screaming constantly. And that just oh he was so just irritating and everything about that movie was just slow and by the end i didn't even care i was like kill them both just just let them both go it was like cujo where i end up cheering for the dog and i feel like it was made for people like me who generally miss symbolism in movie mm. so i could be like it was guilt the monster was guilt <laughs> <laughs> i got it <laughs> It's so you could stand at the water cooler at work when somebody is talking about it and like lean onto the water cooler and be like, you know, the monster represented guilt. And then you'd like smile like it was your idea. And then and then then you walk away. And chances are like because I, you know, I know where you work. Like you, you, you might you might impress some people with that. They might be like, holy shit, he's right. What's the next one on your list? Uh, right. Because we did uh, we both did Babadook. Jason goes to hell. Friday the 13th, 9. Huh. Why, is that like a, is that a favorite of yours? It's not a favorite, but I feel like it's okay. All right. I want to, I want to hear you sell me. Well. Because I can tell you why I don't like it. And and that's like the obvious reason. hmm. He's not in the movie. Right. Well, here's the thing is like, you follow the series. Jason was several different people a couple of times. And it's obviously an evil thing that kept him coming back. So now we get to see the evil thing. I mean, yeah, it's a cheesy thing, but now it's it's on its last hurrah. So it's trying to yeah, it's trying to take over the host to be the next killer, be the next Crystal Lake killer. And I think that helps bring the supernatural bits to the series because there's. The series started off in a very realistic way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, and then, I mean, you could even stretch your imaginations and say Jason was living in the woods without his mother's knowledge. And then right. when he finally wants to go see her, she's decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, so they take care of that, the original Jason, and that's why that paramedic becomes Jason, because he's sick of or bored or whatever. And then I don't know. It felt I don't know. It, it felt too mystical. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like like I'm going to have the same complaint in 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 my next in my next mm. pick. I mean, it, they needed to be mystical too to uh because it was supposed to be the lead into Freddy versus Jason. That's true. That's true. But why did you hate it? Uh I felt that it was I, I felt that it was dumb that he wasn't in it. Like it really bothered me that in the final air quote fucking final Friday the thirteenth, like you're really gonna have him be only on screen for like a total of eight minutes. And and the mystical thing really it just didn't work for me. And I thought that the 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 guy that played like the bounty hunter, like the spiritual bounty hunter, like I thought that was kinda silly. It was on par in in poorness with uh the, the, like the last Freddy Krueger movie. Like that was just as bad. I think you could kind of flip the mm. two of them. I think for me, that makes sense. I buy it. I buy it. Like if it's on and there's nothing else on to watch, I mean, nothing else on to watch. I will leave it. 
but ooh, like it is it is probably the and i have the friday the 13th blu-ray set that 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 bet that is in perfect condition like never been touched now my next one i'm sure a lot of people agree with is paranormal activity three or four the one with the girl teenage girl uh the one, the oh, one where you said that they got attacked by the Legion of Soccer Moms yeah. at the end. That's it's, yeah, that's uh, four. Yeah, because three is the one that uh, it's a pre, it's Back a prequel. It's like eighty something. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, Paranormal Four. It's just that was the scary realization opening the door and seeing a bunch of women. You know, yeah, soccer moms are scary. <laughs> is it, I don't know. Is it pumpkin spice season? Like. <laughs> You did not refill the pumpkin spice. <laughs> I feel like that was the movie in the series that tanked the series. Mm. None of the ones after that were as good. Because uh, wasn't the next one like kind of uh, urban? Yeah, he, it was marked right? the marked ones. Yeah, and then he teleports back to that night. Yeah, he goes back to like the the. I would say spoiler alert, but really. Like he goes back to uh, like, if you've seen the first one, there's the scene where at the very end of the movie, Katie goes downstairs and she screams or whatever, mm. like, you know, and you assume that she's seen the demon. Right. This one goes back and tells you that, that what she was screaming at was him because he'd gone through this portal and she was screaming about, you know, illegal immigrants. Somebody somebody yeah. 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 It was the, the real supporter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They did not mag a great movie. Um, <laughs> no, ha, ha, ha. I should have stopped at one with the original, the director's ending. Yeah, the original, the original version of that. I was, I was fortunate enough to get a copy of that movie before it got dis- distribution. Um, so I got to see it completely unedited, and it, like, I'll, I'll admit it, it kind of creeped the shit out of me. Like for a couple weeks, anytime a door mm-hmm. would move or something would squeak in my house, I was like, whoa you know and then when it came out in the theater we went to see it and i was i was excited to see it on the big screen and th- they had changed so much of it that it just uh, wasn't even the same movie like people were laughing and i was like well if you had seen that scene the way i right. fucking saw that scene like it was obviously studio interference to make a series out of it instead of just a one off yeah, they left it. They left it completely open for a for a franchise. Whereas the original ending was that was. I mean, it. They, they missed it too because you could have had a franchise just the same demon, different people. Yeah, yeah, it didn't always have to follow the same people. I guess, although that would, I mean, would it screw up their whole thinking that it was like tied specifically to the? I don't know. They they did that more yeah, towards the ending of the. They're the getting their shoehorned and or getting painted in the corner with their story. Yeah. The, the very last one, though, after the Mark ones, which was, uh, God, I don't even know what it was called. It was that fucking bad. They actually, they had people go, the Phantom Zone or something, fan, I don't even know. They had the people in the movie go into the mm. ghost world. Or maybe there's the ghost dimension. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. That one was awful. I mean, just, it, I would... I saw it for free. I wanted my money back. Like it was that level of shit. A movie series that I think is done now. Jigsaw. They are. Was it Jigsaw? Yeah, that's what it's called. Saw. Saw, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. I thought the newest one was pretty good. Which was what? Jigsaw? Was that the newer one? Yeah. I haven't seen that one. I know it's on like, 
I want to say it might be on like Shutter or Amazon Prime or something like that. But I'm not a huge lover of that series because I'm not big on like the torture porn. No, type not. stuff. But, yeah, I know you're not. I know it's not your thing, but like it I doesn't don't know, light I'm it hesitant. Up. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. Whereas like Eli Roth is trying to be an Italian yeah. director. Yeah. <laughs> well, he missed his game. Oh God. His, his green inferno. Did you see Green Inferno? No. Oh God, I watched it. I uh, I could have waited like two extra weeks and seen it on uh, on demand for free, <laughs> but I I stupidly rented it on demand. Ooh. It was terrible. Like not even enjoy like the cannibals. Like I don't like cannibal holocaust. Like the cannibal stuff doesn't do anything for me. But uh, man, that movie was especially bad. It was very Eli Roth. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Plus, the movie it's based on wasn't that good. It was pure, no, it was not pure trash, pure, pure exploit. It was just shock, yeah. yeah. And the only thing that movie did was open up the found footage market. Yeah, that's and speaking true. speaking of found footage, I saw on our message board, a lot of people did not like Blair Witch. I saw that. And it kind of threw me off. Like, I, I love Blair Witch. No, not. Watching it again, I don't. It's No? No, it's... What it did at the time was good. Yeah. But you can't go back. It does feel dated. It feels very dated. You can't go back and watch it in modern eyes and appreciate for what it is because it's really not that scary at any point. It's right. all, we're just mad we can't read a map. Yeah, pretty much. Like, well, and you got to figure watching it back now, like that world doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just, you know, I don't care how deep into the woods they are. Cell phone service. Right. You've got it somewhere. Like somebody would find you. Like, so to watch it now, it feels, I feel like more so dated than other movies because it's so technologically implausible mm-hmm. now, if that makes sense. The thing I will, like, you look at it and you're like, that would never happen. I liked now. about the movie was using unknown actors and doing the documentary. So the marketing of it was brilliant. It's it's points for that. But past that, no, it was not a good movie. It No. It was interesting the way it shot it. And it gets a lot of hate. I love the second one. Well, have you seen the what was cut what was cut would have made it like a three hundred times better movie. I'm very hopeful that someday that might Mm -hmm. find its way to you know, to my D V D player, but uh, I'm not I'm not gonna hold my breath. Yeah, I would love to. I love that movie. It was. It wasn't good, but I felt like it did something different as opposed to what it obviously could have done. Like it could have just been another by the numbers, you know, sequel to to Blair Witch, and it wasn't. They kind of, you know, they made it seem like it was almost right. like a reality series. The way it was, the way it was shot. Which, you know, at that point in time was kind of unique. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of that. Halloween Resurrection. (laughs) Ugh. Ugh. Well, okay, so fine. You gave me my lead-in to my last movie. It's not Halloween Resurrection, although it fucking should be. Um, Trick or treat, motherfucker. Uh, It's Halloween Part 6. And I picked it on the fly, like... 20 minutes before we started recording because it was on Mm. TV 
you know, because they play horror movies now this time of year all the time. So Halloween six is on. It is. It, oh, God, it's offensive. Like it's it, it, it's got that kitschiness to it. because You're like, oh, look, it's a baby face. Paul Rudd. <laughs> like it's baby. It's baby Ant-Man. And, and, and then Donald Pleasance is in it. So you're like, oh, this was his last movie. And, you know, he's kind of the iconic character from the movie. And so that's nice. And then when you take those two things out, uh, it is it is just a pile of shit. Like it's, it's just shit. Um, they tied in that stupid ruin thing with the, you know, like the mysticism. And he was, you know, the 666. And now he's the son of the devil. And I get it. You're at you're at movie six and you have to explain some way that he can be, you know, pretty much killed at the end of every movie prior to this, except for three um, and and still be coming. Like you kind of have to be able to explain that away. Um, so I can appreciate them being like, what do we do? But at the same time, don't make me suffer because mm. you guys painted yourself into a fucking corner. Like it's it, it's so 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 bad like have you you've watched it right i'm assuming you've seen it yeah 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 the 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 father you know who i mean like the guy that like the 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 asshole father right holy shit is maybe one of the most unlikable characters i've ever seen on film and i've seen movies that had hitler as a character (laughs) and this guy still manages to come like like you've got Hitler and Inglorious Bastards, and then this guy kind of ekes him out a little bit. Like he's just that level of fucking horrid. Like, like I feel bad for the guy that played him because he's either such a good actor that afterwards I assume everybody hated him, <laughs> or or he had no fucking friends because he's awful, and 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 that put it on film so that everyone could see like there was no he wasn't going to he wasn't going to snow anybody on it because they were like no nah, no nah, i saw you in halloween 6 dickhead i know what you're about <laughs> like he's just awful and then like my son came in while we were uh while we were watching like while i was watching the movie and uh he hates the movie like he he looks forward every year for the two days that they run like the non-stop halloween marathon and I feel really terrible for him because it's always during the week and the only ones he gets to see are like four, five, and six. <laughs> like he loves one and two. There is like some of his favorite movies, but he only ever gets to watch four, five, and six on TV because of like his school schedule. And I feel bad. Like today he came out, he was like, you know, the mask in Halloween six, I think is pretty cool. And it just felt like he was trying to make it feel better that that, that was the only one he was getting to watch again. But, yeah, uh, another studio interference. Yeah, so that's my pick. That movie is yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have the Halloween set, like the Blu-ray set, and it has the producer's cut of mm-hmm. Halloween Six in it. And I was really excited because I knew a lot of people that had said that that the producer's cut was much better than the 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 one that got released in the theater. And it it is. It's still awful though. Like it's still not good. Like no amount of adding to that movie helped in any way and i don't know if it's six or one of the other ones before it but there's those two cop characters that have like the music that plays with them as they walk like like as they're walking by like womp 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 like i, I like Is it house oh, on the God. left do that to takes... spread in your grave uh 
Oh God, you're right. One of them did. And I can't remember what it was. It's been a long time since I've seen either of those. Fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. They're not my. Not my. Not my bag per se. Um, yeah, I don't like Hatlass Styles on the left at all. Uh, I hated. I hated the remake more. Um, I don't remember. It might be Last House on the left that has like, or maybe not. Maybe because there's like goofy characters in I Spit on Your Grave, so it could be that. Like I can picture some of those characters like doing dumb shit with like a silly little loop behind them. And now for the business portion of the show. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please leave us a review and then head over to the Facebook page where Mike and I are actively trying to be more involved in to take our social media seriously. And if you want to check out my blog where I talk about politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com. And if you're looking for some other interesting podcasts, I highly recommend The Whatcast and the new one, Scare You to Sleep. Check them out. It was a good episode on being able to have differing opinions on. Yeah, I like, yeah, I you know, like how you said horrible things about The Shining and we're still friends at the end of the hour. Yeah. Right. And I hope everyone who listened still likes me, hopefully. If you don't, you could tell me on Facebook, yeah. but remember, I have a shot, uh, very fragile. Eagle. He is. He's very sensitive. Yeah. yeah so so. Be kind. Kind of give me a compliment sandwich <laughs> before you. I like that compliment before you, sandwich. Before you explain why my opinion is incredibly wrong. That's right. Which I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, I hope you will join us on an episode where we're going to get a little serious. But it does still tie into the Halloween season. We are going to be discussing death. I wanted to insert the Grandpa Simpson. Death! Death! Death is all around you! <laughs> but didn't do it. So anyway. You're just going to have to imagine it here. Yeah. So next week is death. That's going to be an interesting one to bring up on the social boards. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to find death. some way to be nice about that. <laughs> Are there any fresh open wounds we could poke for you? Did you lose someone recently? Would you like to talk about it on a public forum? No? That's fine. <laughs> I think what I'll ask is your favorite depiction of death in fiction. Ah, that's a good call, man. Yeah, we'll keep it lighthearted because I want lighthearted sections for the episode where yeah. we can talk about death as a community, as a society. So we're not changing smoking cigarettes and crying by the end of the episode. Right. So, thank you for tuning in. Um, we release every Tuesday, as long as I get the editing done. I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> so, we'll see you on Tuesday, and see you on the pages. As always, have a good night. Later, y'all. <laughs>